Amen. Well, I tell you what, I got to start off with a question. How many know that it's something that is unique or should be unique about someone that's a believer? Do you believe that? Isn't it something that you, you should tell something different about them, their work ethics, the way they do, different things like that? Those that are, are, are just walking in the spirit of God, being led by him. And today, that's really what we're going to be talking about. And, and I, I was thinking about some of the things that, that we should notice in our lives and our brothers and sisters as believers in Christ. And you guys jump in because there's many things, but I had a couple of things here. I just thought as a believer of Christ, you know what? Um, there should be a sense of peace in our life, Right? There should be a sense of peace because if we believe Jesus is who he says he is and has done what he's done and will do what he said he'll do, we can rest in that. Amen. Again, I'm never minimizing anybody's tough times. I'm pointing you to the one that can bring you through the other side. Amen. So think about that. It should be we should be uh, kind of positive. Right. How many people have you know what? Well, I'll, I'll get you raise your hand. You raise like that because they can't see. How many people are, uh, are in the workforce and there's negative people in their workforce? Mmm. All right, I want to be real honest. Out of those people in that workforce, are you the negative one? Ain't nobody fessing up on that, is it? <laughs> you know, sometimes we have to be aware of that, don't we? You know, are we praising or are we just we creating more of the problem? Are we, are we speaking the problem or are we speaking the prayer? So sometimes, you know, and I don't think it's a problem to get it out of your system. You just don't have to keep rehearsing the hurt over and over and over and over. You know what I'm saying, right? So as a believer, there's a few other things, right? We should generate some positivity and stuff like that. We should love people where they are. We should be marked with the word of God. Have you ever thought about that? When, when a situation comes up, and maybe it's happened to you guys. I'm, I'm sure it has. I know you guys are great witnesses in the workplace and in the family, things like that. And they want your input. What input do you give them? Do you give them your input or do you give them God's input? I pray that we say, well, let's see what God says about that. Or if they ask you, why do you feel that way? Would you be able to say, because you know what? I'm standing on the promises of God. The, the Holy Spirit is prompting me in these areas that, you know what? I believe this right here is the way we should go with this business deal. Maybe this is the way we should handle this situation. Maybe this is the way we should approach this, this disconnect. How many know that it's important to have good connections? Amen. And Christ is the first connection we need to make so we can have all these things flowing into us, but ultimately that we can be forgiven of our sins. Somebody say amen. See, we've been set in the family by the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, put in our faith and trust in that. When we believe on that, we, we grab hold of that by faith, and God sets us in the family. Then we just don't sit on the sidelines, right? God wants us to be involved in a few things. So think about this. I, when I was putting this together, I thought about, you know, the different brands and stuff. And I thought, branded for Christ. That just kind of had a ring in it when I started working through some stuff and studying some devotions that I did. And I said, in our day-to-day -day life, we are constantly seeing commercials, branding, and things like that for business, right? Now, let me just first say this. That's everybody here. I'm using this as a parable I do not want to cheapen what God has done for us. Please know what I'm talking about here. I'm using this as a parable, a teaching lesson, just to show you what, what we believe really should be what we live and what we walk out. Amen. So let's take a look. Think about so Who can name a business? How about uh, a Ford business? Chevrolet. Everybody's got a little slogan. They got all that. We got more than that. We got Jesus. Amen. Turn around. You got Chick-fil-A. You got all these different things. These companies like Apple and Disney and Coca-Cola, all this. It created this effective brand for itself. You know, so I got a question for you. Do you believe in today's climate, right? Can you be effective in a verbal Christian in your business? 
at your school, at your job. You believe that? Think about it for a minute. Because I know we're sitting there going, well, I, well, I want to be. But I, I think as we go through here today, we're going to find out that that's the only way we can be. If the Lord's living in us, there should be something different about the way we do business, the way we, we deal with people, the way we deal with problems. I know that sometimes we get a little undone. But you know what? The great thing about the grace of God, we can come back and refill and keep going. Amen? So if we have a bad day, don't think it's going to be a bad life. Just think it's a bad day. That's in the rearview mirror. Let's focus on what's in front of us. Amen? Anybody ever had a bad day or two or three or a season? Aren't you glad that you don't have to stay there? That God loves you so much that he refuses to leave you there, but he'll continue to pour through us so that we can make a difference. And I, I thought about that so often, especially if you watch the news and all the craziness. Friends, let me tell you, as the church, and I'm not talking about the church in a building. I'm talking about the children of God, the church, the body of Christ. We need to stand up. We need to say, that's wrong. And this is right. Amen. And it starts with us. It starts with each of us. And so, you know, I, I pray that this gives us strength to, to die to self and live for the Lord. And I looked at a few other things. I said the biggest requirement that you see in a brand, and let's just bring it back to an organization, would be that they're authentic. They believe in their product, don't they? Again, I'm not cheapening anything. I'm just as a parallel. You look at that. They believe in that, that mission statement. How much more? This is not a mission statement. This is a mission. We have been called by God to share the beautiful story of God for you and me and others. I say it many times. I know that I'm married to a, a very, very uh, attractive shopper. And she loves to get the deals and things like that. And when she finds a deal, she wants everybody to know. How much more should we want everybody to know about the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, the compassion of God, the love of God, all those things, right? And not only that, it's the free gift. But that free gift costs God his very best. Amen. So this is a message to remind us. It's probably not going to be anything that you didn't know, but it might be something that you haven't lived in a while. And if that's the case, it's a good time for a course correction because we have been branded for Christ. I think the best way to say it is through the scripture, like in the, uh, Galatians 2.20, Paul speaking. I want to share this with you. This is how Paul, who was once one very zealous about killing Christians, came face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ, put his, his faith and trust in what Christ had done for him. This is how it changed his life. And you know, he was used to write almost all the books uh, in the New Testament. But look at this. This is what happened. There was a heart change. There was a course correction. Look at this. He said, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Would you say that's a mission statement for your life? If not, what has to happen? The Lord's not coming back to die on a cross again. It's finished. When he comes back, it's for us, the believers. Amen. So when we think about this, he saw himself dead in Christ, dead, dead in his sin, but alive in Christ. Amen. He said, look at this, my old self has been crucified. You know, just like we talk about in baptism, we know baptism doesn't save us. It's an outward expression of a heart change. And what we're doing, we're representing to others that we believe in the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, I am identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, putting feet to this statement right here. My old self 
has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. How about this? How much Christ is living in you? I'm going to take a little drink of water and let you think about that. On a day-to-day, how much, how much Christ has really throttled through your life? I know on some days, it's much better than others. How about you guys? In some situations, it's much better than others in my life. But I tell you what helps me is relying on God, trusting in God, reading his word, being in a church family that will come along and say, hey, what's going on? Let's make some adjustments because we all need some adjustments sometime, right? But I'm going to tell you what, we've been branded with the spirit of God because God has died for us and we put our faith and trust in him. I I know for me, I'm just going to say this here. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Super Christian or anything else. I'm saying that my life was changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, I don't do good shutting up about Jesus. That ain't no apology. I'm going to share about Jesus. I don't care. I'm going to let you know about Jesus. Now, I'm not going to beat anybody down with it. I don't think I'm any better about it. I know I'm a whole lot better off because of it. How about you? I'm forgiven. I've been set in the family. I've been redeemed. Well, why, buddy? You think you're all that? No, I think he's all that. See, let me tell you. I died to my old self. And guess what? Sometimes the old self tries to come back out of the grave, boy. Yeah, let somebody get close to your car. Yell at your wife. Hang up on you. Whatever the case may be. You know, yeah, somebody do this. It might not be physically, but there's things in life that does this. I have to remind myself, my old self has been crucified with Christ, right? But sometimes we still bounce back in that flesh. And the way that I work with it, and I know the way the Lord tells us to to do this, is to be reminded by that. Go to the Word. Realize that, you know what, that we have shortcomings, but we don't come up short in Christ, amen? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many know that's a good thing? we got grace. We've got belief. So I look at this again, and I said, man, how much more should I be excited about my life? I told you all the story many times. I won't go through it. Went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. God transformed my life and is still transforming my life. That is not to say that I never do anything wrong, that I do, oh, this and that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... <laughs> The old guy got crucified. But I'll be honest with you, the old guy tries to slip out of the coffin sometimes every now and then. You got to shut the lid on him. How do we do that? Speaking the truth, standing on the word of God, and going with what God says. Amen. So let's go on and move from that. Everybody doing good? The first thing I want to talk about is being sealed with his spirit. I got some, some uh, great scriptures that are pulled out, and I want to walk through a little teaching and preaching, okay? If you got your Bibles or you got your notes, write down some of these scriptures. I believe they'll be a blessing to you to reflect back on. Ephesians 1.13, look at this. It says, In him you also, when you heard the truth, the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Man, let me tell you, that says a lot in just a few little words. And so I said, man, what is that saying to me? I'm going to give you a behind-the-scenes buddy chat and study in the Word. This is what he's showing me. I start underlining a few things. I said, well, where did I get this that's in him? What did I got? Well, when I heard it. And what did I hear? The gospel. We're going to kind of walk through those things. So what I want you to see is look at this. It all started in him. 
Give you another verse to back that up. Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Man, we could preach on that all day. In him. Let me ask you a question. Where's your faith? Where's your trust? Is it in him? In what he did? Look what, it, look what it's done for us when we put our faith and trust in him. In him. We have been... We have redemption. That means been redeemed. That means just like a coupon. When you have a coupon and you put it in and they give you what the coupon says. Well, let me tell you, it's so much more than a coupon. It's life. Look at this. And how do we get it? Through his blood. And the forgiveness of our trespasses. Now, look at that. How many people had a lot of sin in their life at one time? Tons. Right? So you can just stack all that sin up in the back of your mind for a second. I'm going to crush it with God's, God's word here. Right? All that. He said, look at this, and he forgave us all our trespasses, our trespasses here, according to the riches of his grace. What is grace? Unmerited, unearned favor. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. I said a very, very, the, 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 the best way I could say that uh, recently, my granddaughter got here. I loved her before she got here. She didn't do anything. She didn't say anything. Anything. I love that child before she even got here. Okay? This is not a performance-based love. It's grace. See? It's unconditional love because of what Christ has done for us. Anybody doing all right so far? Think about this. I said it all starts with the Lord. We have been redeemed. If you've been redeemed, let me hear you say amen. amen. What have you been redeemed from? The curse of the law. Right? We've been redeemed from sin, set in the family. Sometimes it's good to know what you've been saved from so you know what you've been called to. Amen? I think that's always a good thing to, to remember. Well, look at what else we got there. You heard the word of truth. We took that right out of the top. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Our faith is built by hearing the Word of God. That's why it's important for us to be in here and listening to the Word of God, but not just on Sundays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays or whenever people meet. It means all the time, all the time that we can do that, all the time that we can turn around and say, look, let's grow closer to God. Let's go closer to God. We turn around and say, wait a minute. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? I don't know about y'all. I listened to a lot of stuff when I was growing up. Mainly, I'm talking about music for just a second. I'm not hating on any music. I listen to a lot of stuff. I'm just giving you my little walkthrough of stuff. My little walkthrough of stuff is I'm listening. They're saying a lot of stuff, but as a guitar player, I'm not even listening to what they're saying. I'm going, man, that's a cool beat. I'm cool. And then next thing you know, I'm humming along. And next thing you know, I'm singing along. Next thing I'm going, what was that? That's not something I want to represent. Not hating on music, everything else. I'm just saying, you got to watch what you listen to. Those are the gates to your mind. How many know? Listen to this. I talked to somebody the other day. You have to choose your crowd very carefully, don't you? I am not saying that we don't go out in the highway of hedges because I'm all about it. Love people where they are. Talk to them. Share the gospel and everything else. But listen, you got to watch your circle. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you what. I've said it before. You can tell when your kids are hanging out with a new crowd or something. You go, whoa. We don't talk like that. We don't, we don't operate like that. But I'm going to tell you, as time goes by, we've got to watch what we're listening to, and we've got to watch who we're listening to. Media is right powerful, isn't it? Isn't that something? 
They could twist it and make it go any way they want, make it sound any way they want, anything else. I'm going to tell you something I saw the other day that just, just summed it all up. With all this going on, the pushing and the shoving and things like that, they had a picture of a little boy laying down on the ground with a boot on his head and his head being squished in the dirt. I said, oh, man. And they went to the next picture and they showed the little boy had a boot on his hand just playing. Did you get that? But see, what, we, what we're looking at, what people were, the perception of that was that, man, look at all this hate. It's all how you spin it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You can't bend the truth. People try to. But the truth's going to remain the truth. There's one way to heaven. And his name is Jesus Christ. It's through the death, burial, and resurrection of that. That's the truth that we speak, that we are sealed with his spirit. So you know what? If you want to grow in that and you want to be encouraged in that, you need to listen to the word. I told you guys this many times. When I was coming up, I did not read very well. Sometimes I still stumble over stuff because I always say I talk faster than I read. Luckily, when I read something, I get it here. Sometimes it don't always come out of here just right. So what I started to do when I started reading the Bible and I came to this verse, it says, so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the, the word of Christ. I said, you know what? If I want to build my faith, I'm going to read my Bible out loud. Now, that might just be something I do. I don't know. But I'm going to take God at his word. So I start reading the word out. And so not only am I seeing it and not only am I speaking it, but I'm hearing it. I'm getting it like three times. And I'm going through that. If you ever see me working on something, usually I'm talking. I know that's real hard for y'all to believe in it real hard for y'all to believe and I know sometimes people just go wow does he ever shut up usually in the shower and that's usually when I hear from God because that's when I shut up sometimes and probably drown to death in there Jesse told me today every time I see him man I'm always how many, how many of y'all pick at your kids because you love them maybe I should change up <laughs> I'm always messing with hey what's up what's up and I, you know after a while I had to stop doing that because we go somewhere and I go hey babe what's going on and they go, they probably think I'm beating my kids, but I'm tickling them, I'm loving them, you know, doing stuff like that. So I, so I had to back off with that. And, and I don't know about y'all, y'all don't be mad at me. How many people like musicals? I'm not alone. I can't take the musicals. I can't. Because you'd be doing something all of a sudden. Oh, I tripped my toe. I think I broke my toenail. I'm like, what is that about? But then Jesse brought it to my attention. He goes, Dad, for somebody hate musical, you're always singing around the house. Jesse coming out of Jesse Chapman just a minute in the building. He goes, stop it. Stop it. Because I'm right now with my children, or well, my, my grown men in my house, I'm the, the awkward dad. You know what I mean? They're going to find out that that's not about, time to get 30, they're going to say, man, dad's amazing. But right now they're going, right? Yeah. How about this? I got to tell you something else. When Thomas and Jesse had friends, we had, we had got a big room over the garage, and they'd go up there, play Xbox and all that, and play guitar, and doing all these different things. So I want to play. So I go up. And then I see Jesse or Thomas texting their mama, <laughs> dropping a dime on me. That's right. And then my phone will buzz, and she'll say, come down here now. <laughs> I got to go. They don't want you up there. I said, well, they act like they did. See, sometimes people act like they did. But I enjoyed being around folks. That ever happened to you? Guys, if, if you get up there hanging out with folks and, the, and your kid's going, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, it's time for you to go, right? <laughs> but you know what? During those times, I get to make the most of those relationships. I see those guys nowadays come back. They go to college, come back. Hey, Mr. Chapman, how you doing? 
What's going on? And I take a few minutes and I just stop. I say, man, what's happening in college? What's going on? How you doing? That's good. I want to hear what's going on in life because it matters to me. So not only that, that gives them a safe place to come to in a relationship with somebody they can speak to because I want to love them in the Lord. Amen. I want to spend time with them and say, hey, look, I'll just tell you this. I told this many times and, and Michael was here to tell you the truth about that. Michael, very, very special guy in my life. I'll call him my third son sometimes. And, and when Michael would come home from college, we'd hang out, we'd talk, or he'd call me from college and different things, and we'd talk about a lot of different things. And our deal was this, man, I'll help you with anything. I'll, I'll, I'll speak into your life, anything. But it has something to do, if it's, it's about your safety, I've got to tell you, mom and dad. Other than that, we can talk about anything. So he'd keep it right on the edge. <laughs> but I love that relationship, you know? When he'd come home, hey, what's going on? Let's do this or this and that, you know? And, and because, you know what, you invest in people. I talk about it a lot, mentoring and different things. You can call it whatever you want. But, you know, how much are you investing in the generation that's one step behind you? Just one step behind you. Are you teaching them something? Are you speaking into your life? You don't, you don't have to come off like, you know, you don't. No, just loving them. Just loving them. And guess what I found out? They've been teaching me a lot of stuff, too. They've been teaching me a whole lot of stuff. How many of y'all know about Instagram? All those different things like that. Huh? Some people say, What? I got to stay in the loop, man. I got to know what's going on on Snapchat. I ain't got that stuff because they said, Blad, don't get that. You're too old to get that. You know, Brian, they tell you the same thing. Snap what? Snap who? Same thing. But I just want to know what's going on in their life, man, so that when something comes up, I can help direct them and I can point them to him. And I want to see what they're listening to and who they're listening to. Didn't think I was going to tie it back in, did you? Look at this. I want them to know that we should be believing in God. Now, has anybody ever heard this verse before John 3, 16? For God so loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Boy, I bet you that's been read many a times. I wonder how much that's lived out. Not hating on anybody. I wonder how much that's lived out. If I thought about how much God loved me, would I really worry about everything else? I'm not saying be, you know, flippy-dippy, don't care, whatever. I'm talking about, I'm talking about I'm trying to defuse some of the worry. If I think about how much God loves us and what he's done, you know, we talk about the value of stuff. How many people bought a car lately, a house lately, groceries lately? Okay, I'm going to find something. Hey, I, I know I get you with it. But, you know, something is really only worth what you're willing to pay. Now, I don't know about y'all, have you ever sold something and you said, well, I guess I'll sell it. And, and, and for whatever reason, this thing, let's just pick, say, a guitar. Y'all can relate to that. To you, that is really important. And it might be only worth $800, but in your mind, because it was your guitar and your great-grandmama gave it to you, or whatever happened, it's worth $5 million. Right? Guess what? Probably ain't got many takers on that. Maybe it's your car. Maybe whatever. You know? Then they got the blue book. And then they got, I don't know what book that is because the time you go to the dealer, it's like, oh, that don't even look like the other book, right? The reason I bring all that up, look what God gave for you. Your blue book value is good. Amen? It's, your worth is good. It costs God his best. I know you say, yeah, buddy, we know that. Do you? Because if you know that, will we worry as much? Will, will, we, will we really sweat it as much? We said, well, yeah, well, you know, I know God used to love me. He's got unconditional love, right? How long is that? 
forever. It's unconditional. It's not based on your performance. It's not based on what the neighbor said. It's not based on what you, you did last week or any of those things. I want to encourage you to live a branded Holy Spirit walking in the word life, okay? But, but with that being said, man, we need to believe him. So many times I talk to people and I ask them, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? When I go to the hospital, I want you to get well. I want you to be out of pain, but I want you to know Jesus more than anything. I talked to somebody yesterday on the phone. I talked to somebody in my family on the phone. And you've heard this many times. And they're getting ready to go on vacation. I think that's great. All those things. And I said, oh, you're going here and you're going there. And they said, yeah, we're going here and there. And all that. I said, man, that's great. That's great. And they made this statement. It didn't mean nothing by it, but it just rung around my head. And I thought about it this morning, too. I said, well, you only live once. I said, that's true. I hung up the phone. Y'all have a good time. I kept driving down the road. I thought about it this morning. And this is what came to my mind. <laughs> you only die once, too. So when you die, is the way you lived your life going to put you in the family of God? Is it going to represent that? Now, you can't live your life to Christ, but Christ can live his life through you because of believing in him and receiving his sacrifice. See, a lot of times you say, well, you only go around once. Yep. What's the average? I I looked it up a while back. I think the average age is like in the 70s or something like that nowadays. I might be off a year or two. I'll tell you what, say say it's 80, right? How long is eternity? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So the choices you make here with this 80 years, 100 years, 120 years, is, is going to totally impact how you spend all eternity. That's why it's serious business when you talk about Jesus. That's why it's important that you know what? That we are in him, that you heard the word of truth and you believed in him, right? And take a look at this. What else have we got? Because when we do that, we're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, we could talk about this all day right here, but I'm going to kind of bring it on home here. As a believer in Christ, when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, we believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he is. We believe that he came and paid our sin debt in full, that he died on the cross for our sins, that his blood was poured out for the redemption of our sin, that he rose on the third day sitting on the right-hand side of God. We believe that with, not just with words, but by faith. We're trusting in that, okay? It's not mumbling a prayer. It's not showing up. It's not putting money in the pot. It's not anything. It's by believing in that. And the Bible says that he gives us his guarantee. Look at this too. I love this. 2 Corinthians 5, 5 says, God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. Man, If the world walks out on you, your family walks out on you, your wife and kids, everybody else walks out on you, you're not alone. God's still with you. God's still with you. He sealed you with the Spirit. Let me tell you what. Not only that, what does the Holy Spirit do? He leads, guides, and directs us. He whispers to us. He tells you, don't go that way, go this way. There's just different things going on all the time. How many of y'all had that nudge before? Man, I shouldn't go this way. Or maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or maybe I said this and I need to forgive somebody. Maybe I need to forgive that person in the mirror. Right? Sometimes we're rough on, on ourselves. But I'm going to tell you what. There was a great, great price 
paid. And the reason for all this is because God's got a job for you. God's got a mission for you. Does anybody have any idea what that is? You think he might be sharing a little bit about his son? It cost him everything for us to know about it. How about the way you run your business? How about the way you answer your phone? How about the way you spend your money? How about the way you treat your wife and your, and your, and your girls and your sons and your grandchildren? All that comes out of this. All that comes out of this. If you go to Chick-fil-A, you expect them to work in a certain way. You expect them to follow what they have been taught. Amen? You know what they're going to say. Would you like fries with that and everything else? And you say, thank you. They're going to tell you it's $12.37 if you got one thing. But I do love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and they're going to say, my pleasure. Right? By the words we speak and the actions we do and the way that we love and the way that we forgive and the way that we give and the way that we help, do people know that Christ lives in us? I hope so. Do you know, I believe that we are living in a time right now that the world is trying to do every single thing to quiet this message. Every single thing to keep you from standing up for Christ. Keep you from, from praying. You know, I, I look at things different. You know what, if, if, if I was going to run something on the radio, right, if we were going to do something on the radio, I don't want to put it on a Christian station. What? I want to put it on a worldly station. I can see somebody going down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God, man. I'm glad you're tuning in today. What? How'd that get here? Because, see, a lot of times the world ain't looking for Jesus. They're looking for the next new, shiny, and best thing. Right? And I can tell you this. I am so grateful that the Lord sent people outside the church because I was not banging on the door. I was running from the door. I'd even speed up when I got by the church. When I was going home, man. This little church right on the corner. I said, oh, they're going to want something. They're going to want all the lies, you know. Oh, man, this, that, and everything else. You know what? This is a crazy thing. It takes money to do stuff. It's just a tool. People, first thing they want to do is start bad-mouthing the church. Oh, the church wants this, the church wants that. I'm going to tell you something. As far as I know, as far as I know, we ain't never even passed a hat. I think that's great. I think it's biblical. But guess what? We just took that off. Okay, so we don't do that. Now what? Why ain't you here? Well, I don't know what to wear. Well, you wear whatever you want. Okay, why ain't you here? Uh, 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 it's too early. Well, it's at 10 o'clock. Getting closer. Come on. I really want to do that. Well, I told Tim one morning I'm going to go, hey, what are y'all doing? You just go right over there. Can you see me? You know, I'm talking to you. You know. We get all excited about everything else. We'll jump up and down. Get all excited about things for our kids, right? I remember when the boys started doing things. One of the third, first things they did, they did karate and baseball. But I saw this with my own eyes. I was pulling up to a uh, soccer game. Now, the kids are about four years old. And there was a mom losing her mind as little Johnny was kicking the ball. And he was, she was, like, ah! she was down here. She was like, and I told Denise, never, please don't let me do that. Because I'm excited about it. But I don't want to be out there running like that. They get all excited about that. But then when little Johnny gets on the travel team and all this, I ain't hating on nobody. I'm just putting, I'm just putting it in there. What's the priority? Here's a, here's a, this is a startling, crazy thing. Guess what? 
<laughs> Little Johnny probably ain't going to make the NFL. He probably isn't, right? But he can make the family of God just by believing in Jesus, amen? How much more should we go on the side? So, son, I'm going to tell you what, man. I've been praying for you today. It's going to be a good day, honey. It's going to be a good day. Call your daughter say, I'll just tell you I love you. You know what? It's going to be all right. You know what God told me about you today? Look in this word. Look at this. Look at that. How much more should we be talking to our kids about that? And our, our husbands and our wives and, and, and folks. If we get excited about that like we do on a, on a baseball game, football game, race. I ain't hating on no racing. They get up there. Guess what? You can go to the bathroom and come back and they're still going in the same direction. It ain't like football. At least they switch. Now, what I used to like going, I used to like going to Langley and when they would have Wacky Wednesdays. I could relate to that. A guy going, got the baby seat in the back. His wife just has no idea that he's going on the racetrack with his new car. And he'd take like two laps. And then you get another guy. He gets all cranked up and they go, you can do it, you can do it. And he takes his car and he's burning the tires off until they pop and they give him a $15 t-shirt. And everybody's going, whoa, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, what's up with that? What's going on? You know, it's crazy. We get excited about stuff that's not going not gonna to change our eternity. We get excited about stuff that has no eternal dividends is what I'm saying. But you know what? As a, a body of believers, we've been called to do so much more. I had a couple of notes down here. I wrote this down, and I'll just share it with you real fast. It says, to be branded by the word of the Lord is to say that your faith makes up such a large piece of who you are. Just like your experiences, characteristics, your likes and your dislikes, your belief helps you to form your personality. I think that Christians, we tend to view the world in a much different light than many others. When we face challenges, we have peace within us because we know that God has us covered. I wrote a couple of more things here. I said, I firmly believe that the best way to lead others to Christ is to put a piece of your identity on display for the world to see. Do, does other people know that you're a believer? And if so, why? Is it because your nose stuck up and you, you slam your Bible on your desk? Or is it because you're walking it out and trying to be a mirror of Christ the best you can? I pray that's what it is. Every day we have an opportunity to get out there and do something for God. And I put this, I said, my goal is that my own brand, my own identity is easily recognized as his brand. I don't want my brand. You don't want the best I can give you. You will come up short. But if I could point you to Jesus, if I could tell you about my heavenly father, if I could tell you about what the spirit of God is doing in us and through us around the world, I'm going to tell you what, that brings eternal dividends. That builds your faith, amen, and it sets us on our mission. How many people are ready for the mission? Let's take a look at this. Got a few scriptures you can write down as we go. Luke 14, 23. I love this here. And it says, And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in, that my house might be full. Be filled. How many people ever had a party and nobody show up? How many people? You ever had a couple? Yeah. How many people had a party and everybody showed up? This is a whole nother life before the Lord, before Denise. I can tell you, you know it's before Denise too, because this would not happen in our house. I used to have, I used to have some big parties, man. I used to have some big parties. And there was a friend of mine who had a birthday, and he did some work on my house. I said, hey, man, I got a pool at the house. This is the other house now. 
Pool in the backyard. We're ready to go. I said, tell all your buddies, come on, you, you built the deck out back. I'll just host your party. He said, you don't have to do that. Oh, I should have listened. But seeing how you said that, I don't mind throwing a little party. So I had all my friends, and he had all his friends, and somebody else had more friends and everything else. Last count when they were coming, 85 people at the house. One bathroom, three bedrooms, and some neighbors that ain't happy. Amen? But I was smart, I thought. I said, if you got that many people, we need, I know what I do. I will bring a spivey out. I called him, had to bring a spivey out. Boom! Because they ain't going to track all that in my house. <laughs> Wrong, they still tracked it up. And then guess what? I, I was out front. A guy pulled up. He goes, uh, hey, dude. I go, yeah. He said, you got a party here? I said, uh, yeah, we got a little party for my buddy. He said, Kenny, right? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, this is the place. His car was sitting down like this. He had a little Honda like John, like George. He opens the back up. And somewhere they had dug up the poles for a volleyball thing. They probably sold it up at Gosling Hope Park. Probably, I don't know. They come over there. Dug holes in my backyard and found a bow saw in my shed and cut a limb off my branch because it was getting in the guy's way. I said, this is out of control. He said, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Had a guy about 65 years old drinking wine coolers, jumped off my picnic table, did a flip into the pool. I'm going to get sued. This ain't good. This is not good. I had a little remote control boat. I had pieces of a remote control boat after that. I'm thinking, what in the world's going on here? What's going on? So we made it on through. Everybody got back. I went out to clean up. You know those little gummy bears that you eat? They got what they call gummy fish. They were in my swimming pool. They broke my picnic table. They left holes in my yard out back. And then they put all the trees over top of the holes. I almost broke my neck out there. There was wine coolers floating in my pool. I'm like, what just happened? Better watch the crowd you run with, right? Okay. Now, I say all that. I thought that was my mission. I thought that I was compelling them to come in. I had to rethink that. But let me tell you now, why does that make a difference? Because you know what God loves? Those folks that tore up my house just as much as anybody else. Did I love them just as much as anybody else? Not them. But you know what? I've had the privilege to talk to them about Jesus now. You know what? i got to tell you one more. I had a Halloween party one time. And they brought a casket to my house. I said, that's it. It's got to go. Said, Come on, man. We're going to take some pictures. I said, no, we're not. See? That's what people say. Oh, you're a preacher now. i got some stories. I'm telling you, when you deal with different folks, they got different thinking. they got different backgrounds. And you got to love them where they are. But I'm like, I don't want a casket in my house. Well, come on, dude. No. And I go back and think, I thought, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Guess what? I wasn't thinking. But see, if, you, if you're the single guy that's got the pool in the backyard, they just say, "Woo, party buzz out. Woo, party buzz out. Tear his stuff up. Break it down. Everything else, it's all right. We'll be back next week. No. You know what? God wants us to do things in an orderly fashion. God wants us to love people. But you know what? We need to be respectful of other things too. 
Now, I tie all this back in here. This is so much more. The Lord's talking about, hey, he wants everybody to know and partake of what the goodness is of God. Not the goodness of party time. Not the goodness of what the world offers. But the one that overcame the world. Now, this is the party I want to host. You might say we do it every Sunday. Amen. This is where I want to see him come on in. This is where I want to say, hey, let me tell you what God's doing. Let me tell you, hey, you know what? We love you. Let me tell you what's happening here. And I said, you know what? Here's a question. Are we truly inviting church? Are we inviting church? I believe we are a lot of times, but there's probably things we could do different. I said, if so, why? If not, why not? And then I went back to, to something that popped in my mind that I spoke of probably in January. Who's your one? You say, who's your one what? Who's your one person that you've been praying for daily, that you've been inviting to church, that you've been praying over, that you've been meeting with? Who is your one? Now, I want to tell you this. It doesn't have to be just one. It can be more. But I asked, I said, hey, hey, church. Hey, brothers and sisters. Ask God to put one person in your life that you can really speak into their life. One. We wrote a song a long time ago. It's called Sheep 100. Many times, I think it's in Luke, uh, I don't know if it's 15, something like that. You can check it out. But y'all have heard about the, you know, the, the lost sheep that wanders off from the, the 99 and, and the shepherd goes, gets the one. See, I always thought this. I was the sheep 100. How about you? I was the one that walked away. I was the one that kept going. I was the guy that kept riding by the church. I was the guy that kept saying, no, it'll burn down on me. I was the guy that said, maybe later. I was the guy that said, no, I I, I don't think so. No, 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 no. But the Lord kept pursuing my life. Guess what? Now I'm pursuing the life that I have in him. How about you? As a believer, are you pursuing the life that God has for you, that he gave up for you, that he wants to live through you? How about that? Are we turning around and doing that? How about this? Romans 1, 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. When somebody asks you what you believe, or there's an opportunity to pray over your food, do you shrink back? Do, do you just say, hold on a second? Do you stand up for what you believe? You're not trying to make a scene. You're not trying to, to come down on somebody else or anything like that. But you know what? There's a day coming that we're going to stand before the Lord. And I don't know about you guys. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. There's many things I need to tweak in my life. I never come up here thinking that I got it all together. But I'll tell you what. I am pursuing the one that does have it together. I'm pursuing the one that died for me and you and wants us to live for him so others will know about that. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. There's power in the gospel. You know, I listen to different stuff and watch TV and YouTube channels and stuff, and and there's some great messages and stuff. But see, here's the thing. If you don't share the gospel message, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, give somebody an opportunity to receive that, guess what? The promises are not for them because they're still opposing God. They're not set in the family of God. They've never believed. They've never confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus. They've never received that. So I try to be very, very... Sure that everything we do points people to Jesus. I want to bring you to a decision. I don't want it to be any gray area. After you listen to what we say, are you in or are you out? 
And how many people know this? If you're just on the fence for Jesus, you're out. Well, the devil owns the fence. It's about a commitment. It's about a commitment. Look at this. So I, I, I put a few other things in here. I said, seek God and hold the course. It talks about Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are we really seeking God's face about things? Perfect example. Got a new Bible study. How many people are praying about if that's something they feel like the Lord wants them to be a part of? It's not just an announcement when we did that earlier. I want you to pray about it. If God, if God sends you to say, come and do that, that's great. But I want you to consider that, please. Because I want you to be built up in your faith. I know there's different things going on. I'm just saying, that's one little thing right there. Would you consider praying about, does God want me to be a part of the Bible study? What else is it? Hey, how does God want me to, 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 to deal with other things in my life? Seek the Lord and then hold the course when he gives it to you. You know? Look at this. I, I had a few things here. I want to read this. I got ahead of myself. I said, if I were to ask you, are you ashamed of the gospel of Christ? I feel like your response would be no. I'm not ashamed. But, if, but here you go. But if your actions were reviewed, would they equal your same answer? If I just happen to say, hey, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking to me first, preaching to me first. If I happen to tell you, I say, hey, man, look, look at this. Everybody tune in. This is good. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Yesterday, I went over Barbara Holloway's house and put a little recorder under the chair. And we're going to play it for everybody today. I picked on you, Grandmama, because I love you. <laughs> and so we're just going to roll that back today. And, and I want to show you how, how my mother-in-law lives for the Lord. Jimmy, put that down. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. She probably over there praying. I'm praying for my son-in-law. <laughs> I can pick grandmama because she loves me. I don't know about you. I think most of us would pucker up, boy, because, gee, I don't know. We said we're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, right? But God sees everything. Don't think this ain't stomping on my toes because it is, right? I just want us to really evaluate this. So, so think about that. Lord, what do I need to adjust? I need to seek your face and hold the course, or do I need to hear from God and change my course and follow his directions? There's things in our life we need to do that. You know? I like the next part of that verse early on up there, uh, Romans uh, 1.16. And it says, next part of that verse should really encourage us. It says, because it is the power of God that brings salvation. It's not a fancy preacher. It's not that the, the, the seats are just so. It's not anything else. I got saved on a, from a Bible track on Halloween night. They came outside of the church. I see people get saved. It, it, it talk about getting saved after a car wreck. I see people, things going good in their life and they get saved. Now that's really a miracle. See, when you're flat on your back, it's easier to look up sometimes. But you know it's hard to reach somebody when they think they got everything going on, isn't it? Ever done that? You know, I'll tell you, I love eating out. I eat, now, I eat out with folks that, that got big businesses and, and, and this going on and companies and this and that. I, I, I eat with folks that, that, that are looking for a job. I just I deal with a lot of different folks. And, and I'm thinking this. You know the one thing in common is? We all need Jesus. So I got common ground with whoever. I don't understand about you building a skyscraper. I don't understand about living in a car. But I understand about Jesus. So let me help you connect the dots. You know? And I can tell you, what really hurts my heart more than anything is to deal with folks that think they're okay. I'm not being judgmental. 
But I know what God's word says. If you've not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you something. You're not okay. You're not okay. Okay? He'll take you as you are. He'll love you where you're at. But he loves you so much he won't leave you there. Amen? So that's what I want to say. That, that our mission is to share Jesus with people. It's to invite them in. And not only that, it's for us to share our faith. Would you agree with that? Would you agree that it's, it's, it's for us to share our faith? I know sometimes it's difficult. We've talked about all different ways to share our faith. We talked about, you know, you can share a Bible track. You can invite somebody to church, all that. I'm going to say this real quick. I've said it before. And some folks might believe, some folks don't. I am not about putting people in a seat to fill the church. I want to fill hearts with Jesus, and he'll take care of the rest. Amen? Amen. amen. That's a good place to say amen. amen. Well, good. Since y'all said it, I'll put it right there. It's a little something my sister sent to me, and I thought this is right on time to bring this message home. When we say amen, it's like, so, so be it. We agree with what, with what is being said. So look at this. So I kind of broke it out. Do we agree with God? Do we agree with God's word? Do we agree that it's the truth? You don't have to agree with anyone else. Just stay in an agreement with God. There's a lot of things that happen in our life and we go, man, how long is this going to go on? Lord, what in the world are we going to do about this? How are we going to make this through? Trust God, amen? Let's keep on rolling. How about this? How about this? Do we need to move with God? When God says, hey, let's do this. Let's move forward. We need to be listening to God and move towards the things of God. What does that look like? Exactly what he wants it to look like. See, a lot of times we think, we got this vision, we're going to do this, and it's just the pastor's vision. You don't want the pastor's vision. We, we want the Lord's vision, and he gives it to us. Then we run with that vision. I can tell you a vision that God has given all of us. It is to make disciples. It is to share our faith. It's to go to the highways and the hedges. It's to share the love of Christ. To, to, they will know us by our love, right? That we preach the grace of God. We preach the holiness of God. That there is a place called hell, and there's only one way to get out of there, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. How much do we share about that? How important is it for our children to be bought up in that? The, the folks that you deal with uh, on a daily basis to know where you stand. I want to encourage you, man. Would you say amen to that? Will we be moved with God? How about this? We go through our day and we end it with God. Throughout the day, are we thinking about the things, Lord, how can I be a better witness for you? Lord, how can you help me today? How many people are going to go out to eat after this? Where are you all going, Tim? No, i <laughs> When you go out, there's people that had to work today. Will you take this message in some form or fashion? Some form or fashion and share it with your waitress or waiter? Would you be a blessing to them? Would you give account of what God's done in your life? I'm not saying you've got to hold somebody up when they've got a big tray and you, and you preach the three-point sermon. But will they know that you are from Christ because of your love? Just saying. How about that? How about this? Never doubt God. Mm. easier said than done but the reason why we go over these points so many times and share these things so much is because sometimes we forget now everybody came to, to the Lord maybe at a different time or through a different situation but you only come to the Lord to, to God one way it's through Jesus do you remember the day that you said today's the day that I'm receiving Christ do you remember that day 
Now, some people might say, "Woo, it was a great day and everything else. Some people, well, I didn't have lightning bolts shooting and everything else or whatever like that. But do you remember that day? What did you do with the next day? Did you tell other people? Did you dig in the Word? Let me ask you this. Today is February the, what, 17th. Here you go. I'm right on top of it, eh? February 17th. From January to now, what have you done in your life to grow closer to the Lord? Just ask him. You don't have to answer. Just say, I'm asking you. Are you praying more? Are you reading more? Are you sharing more? Or, or, or has a month and a half slipped away and you've been unchanged by it? If that's your answer, okay, let's start fresh today. Let's start fresh today. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on. Because he's empowered us with his spirit, right? That we're branded, right? We want people to know that branding. And, and please, again, I'm not short-circuiting this. I'm just trying to use that as something that will stick in our mind. Man, you are marked with God's spirit as a child of God. And it should be a difference in my life and in your life and to the people's life that we come in contact with. I don't know about you. I won't pray over my food. I don't know about you. But if I see somebody struggling, I, I, I pray that I don't miss it. I'm going to open the door for them. Right? And if I see somebody that, that ain't got enough change to make something or something, and I got it, I'm going to try to give it. How about you guys? Not trying to be Somebody to look at me, but somebody that can show him Jesus. Amen. Somebody that can show him Jesus. Who's that person in your life that you respect, that you see, that has, has displayed the Lord well to you? Think about that. Are you that person to somebody else? Are you that person to somebody else? Are you willing to take the extra phone call? Are you willing to say, you know what? I know, uh, I know the guy at work has to move. I can help. I can do this. I can, I can help for an hour. Whatever. I can do a few things or whatever the case is. Are you willing to do that? So many people that I'm looking right at here and so many people that are online are, are so willing to help and do. God bless you. God bless you. How many know that there's probably always something else we could do? I am not talking about working your way to heaven. I'm talking about displaying God because we're branded by the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. Amen. Let's bring this thing on home. Everybody doing good so far? All right. I'm telling you what. When I think about this, whoop, I'll take these and put them on the right way. How about that? So do we, we come to a close and we look at this. What brand do you represent? The world or the word? Just a couple of questions I had. Do others know that you're his? Do, do, they, do you speak for him? Do you live for him? Here's one. Do you fish for him? You know what I mean. Do you witness for him? I think about that. He desires for us to be fishers of men, Matthew 14, 19. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So friend, as we bring this to a close, I want to read this scripture again. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is that your brand? Is that how you live? Is that who you are? Is that who you desire to be? Because you know what? That's who God desires us to be. Less of us, more in him. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much. 
that as we go through just different parallels and, 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 and different things in, in the Bible and we look and we just see you all around us and see how you want to live through us and how you want to be on display. I pray, Lord, by the marking of the Holy Spirit of each blood-bought believer, child of God, Lord, that we would raise up in the mighty name of Jesus, starting right now, right here today, and be a mirror of Christ, Lord. I pray, Lord, that my own life would, would just magnify you better each day. Lord, I pray that you forgive me when I come up short, and Lord, that, that you just work through me and speak to my heart so that I could be a better pastor, a better person, a better, better this, a better that, ultimately a better reflection of your son. That's my prayer. What's your prayer today? If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, is your prayer, could, could this possibly be the day? I pray that it is. That you say, Jesus, I'm all in. The Bible's very clear. It tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we sin because we are sinners. But there is a remedy, and there's only one remedy for that. And his name is Jesus Christ. He has broke the shackles and the chain of sin by the death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. He paid our sin debt in full. He is the only one that could do it. He did it willingly. He loves you. And I want you to hear it today. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Will you receive it? Will you believe it? Will you grab hold of that today? I'm begging you to hear it. Lord, help them hear it today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't leave here the same way you came in. Don't turn off the, the recorder the same way you did when you turned it on. Today, you can know. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, if we believe in him and what he did, that he's the son of God, that he came and lived a sinless life and paid for our sinful life. He paid the price. And we receive that by faith. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Will you call on his name today? Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe that you're the son of God. Lord, I believe that you came for me and you poured out your blood. You died on the cross as a substitute for my sin that you purchased this out of our sin debt. And Lord, that you rose on the third day. Lord, that you sit on the right-hand side of God. Lord, that you are Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That you love the world so much, God, that you gave him one and only son. And you said, whoever believes in him, Jesus, whoever believes in you, will not perish but have everlasting life. If that's you today, let somebody know. Share that. Pass it on and be blessed. Amen. We love you. We'll see you. I hope you guys are impacted by the message to transform your life for the Lord. Amen. Somebody